Welcome to the PeaceWorks Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Moles. I'm a pastor and biblical counselor who helps churches and families confront the evil of domestic violence and promote healthy, God-honoring relationships. And welcome back to the PeaceWorks Podcast, everyone. On today's episode, we're going to do a quick recap of PeaceWorks Live, our annual conference. But before we do that, I want to remind you about our new book uh, that is being released uh, at the end of this week, September 14th, at the time of this recording. We are right around the corner from the release of uh, our brand new book, Caring for Families Caught in Domestic Abuse. Caring for Families Caught in Domestic Abuse is a field manual for churches, pastors, biblical counselors, and leaders on responding to domestic abuse uh, with a gospel-centered perspective. You can find Caring for Families Caught in Domestic Abuse uh, at New Growth Press uh, on Amazon or wherever you buy your books. Uh, We'd really appreciate your support in picking up a copy. So as I said today, uh, we're going to do a quick recap. At the time of this recording, we are on the heels of PeaceWorks Live. We just concluded uh, our annual conference uh, here in September of uh, 2023, and uh, it is Sunday as I'm recording this, and I took our last speaker to the airport early, early, early this morning, and um, I'm just still excited and humbled and thankful uh, for PeaceWorks Live and all of the folks that make that event possible. So with that being said, I just want to give you a quick recap. We had um, a wonderful group join us once again at Bible Center Church in Charleston, West Virginia, and this was our third in-person event and our fourth PeaceWorks Live overall. Initially, we had done a um, COVID event, like a live stream event uh, as our initial uh, PeaceWorks Live, and then we've done uh, two specific trainings from PeaceWorks that were invite only. So uh, if you were at the first two PeaceWorks Live, it was because you were uh, invited to be a part of that. And then this year we opened it up to the public. And I'll tell you, we had some mixed responses. I just want to be completely honest. As of about a month and a half, two months ago, we weren't even sure PeaceWorks Live was going to take place. And I, I think the biggest gap between what we've done in the past and what we have done this year is, you know, in the past we were training uh, people to work with men. And that was a huge success. And uh, we are going to get back to that in in future PeaceWorks Live. And then last year we added a trauma track and we had a great time, a great group of people. Well, this year, as part of our vision, we want to continue to add layers of help for folks who might be part of a shepherding team or a care team. And so uh, in my mind, I'm thinking, boy, we need facilitators who are functioning in men of peace groups or bringing that PeaceWorks process to bear in the counseling room or in the coaching environment. But we also need counselors who understand trauma, who are prepared to walk with victims in both uh, real-time complex trauma, but then also post-traumatic growth. And that's why last year we partnered with some friends to bring that uh, to bear 
And then, of course, we wanted to address pastors. And so this year's conference was geared towards pastors. And I actually think that was one of the reasons why we had an initial low turnout for a couple of different reasons. One, it is very difficult uh, for pastors to uh, go to trainings, to engage in trainings. And I, I think the, th- the thought of a domestic abuse-specific training for pastors is really the last thing on a lot of pastors' minds. And so it was a, a bit of a challenge to get leaders and pastors in the room or on the live stream. But I am thankful to say that it was the right decision. As much as we struggled in some ways as far as attendance and registrations and second-guessing ourselves, uh, even folks who are longtime supporters of PeaceWorks that were skeptical of hosting an event that was geared towards pastors and ministry leaders, uh, even those folks uh, came out of the conference saying how thankful they were that we addressed the topic and that we uh, engaged with the speakers and the content that we did. And so I was super thankful to see the pastors that were in the room, to hear from pastors who were on the live stream, but then also to get and gain the encouragement from longtime advocates, longtime counselors, um, uh, longtime ministry leaders who've been involved with PeaceWorks and been involved in this ministry, as well as folks who perhaps are being introduced to these concepts for the first time. And that was a huge takeaway for me uh, regarding th- this past weekend's event. So let me just give you a rundown of what we did and uh, some of the things that I think were like big, big highlights uh, for me. The first is a little bit of fun, and it's something that I want to uh, share with you uh, that perhaps you don't pick up on the podcast. Maybe that's not something that you uh, gather from me in the podcast is I love where I'm from. I'm not a transient person. I'm not a transplant person. I'm not even a, a big fan of traveling. I do travel, and it is a blessing to to go uh, here, there, and everywhere. Uh, but I am definitely 100% a West Virginian. It's uh, who it's who I am. Apart from being a Christian, you know, it's it's probably one of my primary worldly cultural identities. I really love being an Appalachian and and growing up here in the hills. And I bring that up because I love to share uh, this area and any part of the culture that I can share uh, with friends and with outsiders and with people that uh, maybe aren't familiar with my state other than maybe some jokes that they've heard or something they've seen on television. And uh, that's one of the highlights for me every year for PeaceWorks Live is Yes, it's, it's got its drawbacks having our event here. There are certainly more affordable places. There are certainly more um, easily accessible places. But we've made a commitment to our community, and I'm so thankful that others have made that same commitment to our community. So I know that seems like an odd thing, but it's just a, a pleasure for me uh, to show off Uh, Charleston and the area and invite friends from around the country to be a part of that. So for me, that's the first highlight of PeaceWorks Live. And it began on um, Wednesday night when a few of us got a chance to go to a Charleston Dirty Birds game, which is our local minor league baseball team. They didn't win this time, but it was still a good good time to sit and enjoy each other and enjoy uh, a night at the stadium and the legendary 
toast man of Charleston. If you want to know more about that, you really need to to come to the city and enjoy uh, the Dirty Birds yourself. But beyond that, getting a chance to share, you know, a meal with folks and uh, stories with folks there in my home area is my first big takeaway. I think second and maybe more important is just the gracious and willing hearts of our exhibitors this year. We had some wonderful ministries uh, exhibiting at PeaceWorks Live this year, and I'm a little hesitant to start naming them off because I didn't give myself a list, but as I looked around our exhibitor tables this year, there was a wealth of experience and diversity from ministries like Refuge and Focus Ministry, who has been involved in domestic abuse ministry for a long, long time, as well as our friends at Call to Peace, Clarity in Action, and um, a journey in the process with our friend Tabby. Uh, hopefully I didn't miss anyone, but but the, the concept of looking around the lobby, the foyer of this uh, wonderful uh, building that we were we were in at Bible Center Church, and just seeing friends that had taken the time out of their ministry to come and exhibit and to share uh, what they were doing, to compare, to learn from each other, was a huge blessing for me. And it's always exciting um, to see our friends, but this was the first year that we had opened it up and said, yeah, bring, bring a table, bring some stuff, be sure to share uh, what God is doing um, in your ministry. And uh, yeah, that was a that was a good experience for me, and it's something that I think we're going to build on in years to come in our partnership with some of our ministry friends that can bring things to the table that maybe we at PeaceWorks can't. The second, you know, big big highlight for me was the addition of Ben Marshall. Now, some of you know if you have heard of PeaceWorks Live, you know that the core faculty. The, the guys who have been here from the beginning are myself and my dear friend, Greg Wilson. And uh, I, I said this at the event, and I'm saying it here again, Greg's as much a part of PeaceWorks Live as anyone. And as long as he's willing to come, I'm more than willing to have him come because Greg is a, um, he's just a real gift to the kingdom and especially to us at PeaceWorks. But this year we added another uh, male instructor, another member to the team that uh, we were hopeful and we were confident was going to bring a weight of integrity, a um, depth of knowledge, and a breadth of practice that we were confident was going to, if not shock, just kind of... Um, um, perhaps excel beyond what maybe our participants were expecting. Uh, and if you are not familiar with our friend Ben Marshall, um, then he, I'm just, I'm just sharing with you that he's one of the more gifted uh, teachers and counselors that I've worked with. And he was so gracious to, to team with us at PeaceWorks Live this year. And he brought not only the credibility of, of years of pastoral ministry, and the credibility of implementing uh, counseling-based strategies for domestic abuse in his church, but a thoughtful wisdom in regards to how they use the scriptures. And 
I think if anything, that is one thing that could speak to the pastors that were watching. And I'll just give you a quick taste of just, you know, so just a brief taste of one of the sessions, um, which was what every pastor already knows. And uh, that was part of our first uh, collection of sessions. I taught a session called What Every Pastor Needs to Know. And we just did a nuts and bolts overview of domestic abuse, um, dynamics, and impact. Our friend Greg uh, ended that, that series with what every pastor does not know. And he added layers of counseling theory and practice that was important for pastors to, to know. But Ben was asked to bring a lecture, a talk uh, titled What Every Pastor Already Knows. And it was about our held theology. And if you did not attend PeaceWorks Live, when we make that available to the general public through a digital course, which is our plan, um, this one's worth the price uh, of the course. Ben walked us through basic systematic theological categories, practically applying them uh, to the response of the church to domestic abuse, and did it as masterfully as I think it could be done. It's as good a basic theology of abuse ministry uh, that could be available. And I was just amazed and excited at the simplicity, but the power of, um, of Ben's instruction. So my, my, you know, my first highlight, you know, is, you know, sharing um, my world with my friends. My second highlight is just the abundance of resources that were available with our exhibitors and participants. But my third highlight, the actual piece of the conference that spoke to me most was Ben's first lecture, his first talk, What Every Pastor Already Knows. And it was, um, to me, it was probably my favorite session. Don't tell, don't tell Greg. Um, he's already listening. But the, it was a, a big highlight for me. The, uh, the fourth highlight uh, from our PeaceWorks Live event was the participants uh, and it was exciting and rewarding and humbling to hear from so many people who are working in this area, who are doing the hard work of abuse ministry and their willingness to sacrifice, their willingness to stand in the gap for people. What a powerful group of Christian witnesses um, and biblical warriors we had in that room. And they are on the front lines of some of the darkest and um, heavy, heaviest spiritual warfare that I know of in confronting violence and abuse uh, directly and effectively with biblical truth. And so the participants were one of my highlights just to get to hang out with you guys, to hear your heart, to hear your ministry about your ministry and how God is at work. Uh, that was right up there with anything else that that I experienced through the weekend. I think my fifth highlight um, was something that we added this year that I have talked about doing in the past, but uh, it's a it was just another layer, just another thing uh, to add to the schedule. Uh, but we decided to do it this year. I knew we were going to be talking about maybe some more theological components. We were going to have some more sermon you know, sermonic, uh, homiletic type, excuse me, presentations. And so I wanted to add a time of worship or two. And on Thursday night, 
we heard uh, about the comforting kingdom of God. And then we just spent some time praising the Lord together. And it wasn't perfect. It, it wasn't perfect in large part because I was helping lead the singing. But what was great was how rich that time was uh, and how ready, how ready people helpers who are in this really heavy work, this though all this heavy lifting, how ready they were to praise God and how dependent they are on him. That was seen again uh, on Friday when uh, one of my friends came and led worship for us. And I thought Friday was maybe even more powerful of an experience because we had just began our day by reading uh, that that moment, by reading Isaiah 61 um, and reminding us of God's provision of beauty for ashes. And then we sang a series of songs in regards to that. And the, the more we sang, the more um, power was present in the room and the Holy Spirit was present. He was filling his people. He was comforting his people uh, and encouraging his people. And for me, that was a, a major um, uplifting moment for me. I think my, my next highlight, I've lost track. This may be six or seven. I think it's six uh, of the week is a post-conference blessing for me and my family. And you guys know uh, how much we appreciate Greg Wilson and all the work that he does for PeaceWorks and every year being faithful to come to PeaceWorks Live. Uh, we had some extra work uh, that's required of us for an upcoming conference for CCEF, uh, the Christian Counseling and Education Foundation. And in addition to staying to do some of that work with me, uh, Greg got up early, early in the morning and he drove, uh, rode the hour and a half with the Moles family to watch my son's cross country meet early in the morning on Saturday and to have friends that care about the work. And yes, they care about their work, but they're willing to take extra time out of their workload and their schedule to not make any demands, to not say, no, I've really got to get this project done. And then I get back on the road. When I posed to him that that was an option, his immediate response, I would love to do that. And so I just, uh, one of the highlights for me was watching my friend watch my kid uh, compete in a, a high school cross-country meet. And I know some of you might be listening, it's like, that's a weird highlight of a conference. But for me, it was uh, something that I'm going to, that I'm going to treasure. Probably my last um, highlight of the conference was just the rich reminders that God is at work when it comes to combating domestic abuse in the church. And his work is going to be shaped, formed, manifest, and delivered through a multiplicity and diverse group of individuals. I say that because I was struck early on, looking over the room, the people that we had that were committed. And I mean, folks, listeners, you just have to take my word for it. These folks were engaged. They are ready to continue this hard work, but they are not of the same tribe. We had a diversity of thought, a diversity of theology, a diversity of position, a diversity of work, but we were unified in a couple things. And the first is the gospel of Jesus Christ. We had a group of people that, hey, they may fall on different sides of different theological arguments, whether it be Arminianism or Calvinism or cessationism or continuationism 
or egalitarianism or complementarianism, but they all are committed to the gospel of Jesus. And in doing so, they're committed to seeking safety and sanity for folks who are being harmed. And that is a massive win for me as a leader and as a teacher and as an educator. I think we said at one point, uh, it may have been Ben actually who had said, you know, when you're at war, uh, you, you really don't think about the, the tangential issues, right? And, and that's where we are. We are at spiritual warfare. We are combating uh, an evil. We are unified in the gospel. We really don't have time uh, for the little things. Those are important. We're not denying their importance. And we all own them and we all have them. Like that's the thing. It's that none of us are saying they're not important because they are important to us. But when it comes to this work, we're, we're willing to set aside some of those things because we know that working together to end abuse in the church is more important than working separately because we happen to have some distinct nuance. Uh, and so the unity of that group in a diversity of thought and labels and, and tribes is one of the bigger highlights of my time um, hosting and being part of PeaceWorks Live. So with that said, are we going to do it again? I think we are. I think it's highly probable that PeaceWorks Live will continue. I also think it's highly probable that uh, it will continue in a form that will offer training towards shepherding team members, that will continue our vision and our mission to train pastors and advocates and um, men of peace facilitators and counselors and folks in trauma-informed care uh, to surround men in particular who have decided to harm their partners and that it is an all-hands-on-deck type of movement. And so we are looking forward to navigating and creating and crafting uh, new ways and new expressions of, of how we're going to do that. So I do feel confident that PeaceWorks Live is going to continue, and I would encourage you listeners to stay tuned. This time next year, sometime in the fall, maybe maybe sooner or later, we're trying to decide on our dates, but we'll keep you posted. Uh, this is an event that I think you're going to want to be a part of. Uh, the, the second thing to that is, as I said, this year's PeaceWorks Live is going to be repackaged. It's going to be available in a digital course in the coming months, and I'll keep you aware of that so that you can get a hold of the same content and material. We're not sure that we can do the pastor-centered conference on a regular basis. As I stated at the beginning of the podcast, it was difficult. It was um, um, had a lot more obstacles than we're maybe accustomed to, but we did want to make sure that we recorded all of the material so that we could have that available in another form uh, and, or fashion for people um, who who wanted to attend and be part of that and learn. So we're going to package that into a digital course. Uh, you know, none of this would be possible if, um, if it weren't for a few people. And, and that includes you, the listener, the supporter, people who support PeaceWorks. Uh, we are a small team with a big mission and we trust, we are trusting God. That's one of our goals is to really trust God with the outcome of this ministry and what he wants to do. And so without your guys' support and your willingness to be a part of events like PeaceWorks Live, they just wouldn't happen. And we praise God for you. We have a, a mighty group of volunteers, a small group of volunteers who, who line up to be part 
of PeaceWorks Live every year to volunteer. And it would be inappropriate for me to, to name them on a public forum like this. But I do, they know who they are, and I want them to hear how much we value them uh, and how important that particular work is uh, to, to pulling off an event like this. And then, of course, uh, my assistant, many of you know her. Uh, and, and again, I won't, I won't say too many names here on the podcast, but uh, without her hard work, the hard work of um, partners like my wife and her family, None of this would happen. And so we're just so thankful for everyone on the team that uh, circles the wagons, as it were, who does the heavy lifting to help us pull off uh, things like PeaceWorks Live. So that's my quick overview. Uh, I'm not sure how thorough it was, but it is, um, it is uh, as I best recall, uh, some of the high spots of what happened, and I'm so thankful that it did happen. So uh, if, if you are looking for a place to call home, if you're looking for a tribe to lock arms with, if you're looking for a way to learn more about gospel-centered responses to domestic abuse, we invite you to check out PeaceWorks. Uh, go to chrismoles.org. Just play around on the website. Look at the blogs. Listen to other podcasts. Consider PeaceWorks University, where the majority of our tribe is located inside our membership site. Uh, become part of events like PeaceWorks Live or any of the webinars that we host throughout the year. And continue to grow in your knowledge and, and I believe, uh, eventually in your impact on helping the church become uh, the safest place on the planet. Thank you guys again for listening to the PeaceWorks podcast. Please rate, review, subscribe. Let the platform you're listening on know that you value uh, the PeaceWorks podcast. Thanks again, guys. Until next time, God bless.